Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, February the 26th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Josh Crash Davis to discuss the six-game NBA main slate for DFS for this evening. Josh, how are you on this bright, sunny Saturday morning? Yeah. Doing well. Um, it's not too sunny here, actually. It's a little cloudy. We're, we're still oh. getting. In fact, I think we're supposed to get more of that that ice and snow mix tonight. So, yeah, yeah. it's been it's been an interesting week because we've had some of that in Dallas, too. And it's very odd. But uh, yeah. I did see the long range forecast mid 70s all of the week coming up. So, yeah, I guess not warm up. Yeah, you could put up with a little ice here and there, I guess, right, as right. long as that's you know what's on the other end. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, how uh, how was your night last night in NBA DFS? It was okay. It was okay. You know, cast yeah. a few places and 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 fell off a couple, but you know that happens. So yeah, I mean, I needed every stinking point I could get out of LeBron and uh, Westbrook, which I was yeah. a little disappointed, but at least they got me to the number where. Uh, I, you know, it was a grind out day, you know, some wins, some losses, but uh, yeah, man, the Lakers are really bad. They're really reeling. They're reeling. And, and uh, LeBron, I mean, he ended up with an okay night, but that first half, he was, he was, it was pretty rough. I think he only had like 14 or 15 fantasy points. So, yeah, I, I don't, I really, I'm thinking they might not make the playoffs, which is really shocking considering yeah. they were favored to win it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Craziness. Well, all right. We've got six games. We're going to dive in. I want to thank our presenting sponsor, which is Prize Picks. We both had a few Prize Picks win uh, wins mm -hmm. last night that we posted on there. Uh, check out Prize Picks. Just go to PrizePicks.com. Uh, if you're a first time depositor, uh, put the promo code Coach Talk, and you get all the way up to a hundred dollars uh, match on your first hundred dollar deposit. So mm -hmm. great place to go. A lot of fun, different spin. i like uh, layering it in with, with our picks. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. And then also shout out to uh, obviously FanDuel tonight. We're going, or today, I should say, we're going to be giving out our uh, two brains are better than one. We're going to build it right here at the end of the podcast uh, for our GPP on FanDuel. So that's always a lot of fun every Saturday. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's hit this, man. No, no time like the present to attack this sucker. Yeah. First game on the board. It's at 7:30 p.m. So we get the extra half an hour. It is the Toronto Raptors and the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta's favored by two and a half. It's a 226 uh, and a uh, 226 total. 111.75 implied for Toronto. 114.25 uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. They, uh, Toronto comes into the game 32 and 26, Atlanta 28 and 31. We do have a questionable tag on uh, Fred Van Vliet from Toronto. Mm. He was questionable uh, last night and played. So we'll see if he's going to be taking off the second night of a back to back here. That, of course, is important news, but news that we will have uh, before lock. We do know that OG Ananobi is out. Uh, so that's uh, a big loss there uh, for the Raptors. He missed uh, last night's game as well. For Atlanta, they have a questionable tag on DeAndre Hunter, which definitely switches things around in their rotation. They're already short John Collins, who's yeah. out again. 
and Lou Williams, who's also out. So a couple of impactful guys out in this game uh, that will affect things for sure. As far as the statistical set here, you've got, again, Toronto played last night. Uh, so that will certainly affect things uh, uh, for this game. Atlanta on an island game. Um, or no, this is the second night of a back-to-back -back for them, too. So uh, as far as Toronto goes, they are 25th in pace. Atlanta 20th. So that is what's really weird. You would think these two teams, the way they can score the ball, would move the ball up and down the floor more, but they do not. It's very right. strange. Right. Uh as far as defense, Toronto right in the middle of the pack at 15th. Atlanta is the third worst defensive team in the league, and that's what's kept them in this position, uh, which is below 500. Mm -hmm. So interesting game. And uh, I guess the question I have for you is, as you're looking at this initially, um, are, are you counting Van Vliet and Hunter, one or the other, in or out, to do your initial uh, you know, uh, studying here. Well, I actually, I wasn't even looking at, at that, um, with Van Vliet, but if he's out, then I'll start right there. You know, Gary Trent becomes a good play, especially at 6,500 on DraftKings. He's 7,200 on FanDuel, but still likely to hit five to six X if he, you know, if he start, if, I mean, if, uh, Van Vliet's out. So do like Gary Trent there. Um, the guards for Atlanta have struggled defensively all year. We've been attacking that. So I, I do like that play there. Um, the other play I was looking at for Toronto, uh, well, there's a few plays, but uh, Pascal Siakam, like you mentioned, with John Collins out and DeAndre Hunter possibly out, they don't really have anyone, I think, that's going to be athletic enough to defend him that has the size. I mean, Capella's not going to be quick enough. So um, I do like Siakam here. He had 50.8 um, and 45 DraftKings points last two times he's faced Atlanta this year. So so I do like him a little bit. He's a little pricey. He's 9,300 on FanDuel, 9,100 on DraftKings. Um, and then you have Scotty Barnes. I think we can go back to him with Ananobi out. And then um, Precious Achua, I mean, he's 3,400 on DraftKings. There's some value there. And then for Atlanta, I like Bogdanovich. He scored 38-plus in, in – uh, 38 plus DraftKings points in four of his last five games. And he had 41 against Toronto the last time they played on February 4th. And he's only 6,100 on DraftKings. So I do like Bogdanovich here for Atlanta. Yeah, that's a nice sneaky play, Bogdanovich. I think he'll be pretty low owned because he's been coming off the bench a lot. But mm -hmm. if Hunter sits, you know, we'll see how that's going to affect that rotation. A um, couple of things. I like Siakam, even if Van Vliet plays. Yeah, if if Van Vliet sits, I think Siaka might be the best play on the entire board right out of the right out of the gate here, because mm. you know nine one is a lot, but it's it's fair on DraftKings, yeah. and I'm with you. You know that's what kills them without Collins, and possibly without Hunter. Uh, you know, there's just nobody that they have to guard them. I'm not sure how they're gonna swing that, but if it's Gallinari, they're in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Siakam high on my list here. They started Kem Birch yesterday, and then he and Achua split some minutes. So that gives me a little hesitancy there because Boucher will sneak in. Thad Young got some run. So he is starting to maneuver around with some of the bigs. But mm -hmm. uh, if Van Vliet's out, Gary Trent's almost a, a plug-and-play at 6'5". Scotty Barnes, just the fact that he's only 5'6 after yeah. – he was in the eights for a while. So, 
you know, it could be a really Toronto stacky kind of thing here, believe it or not. I mean, if yeah. Van Vliet sits, I'm going to have trouble getting away from Trent Barnes or Siakam, and I mm -hmm. normally don't play three guys in one game. Yeah, I really like Siakam tonight, too. Um, he had a horrible game last night, you know, 16.3. Yes. Probably his worst game of the year. I don't know that for sure, but I'm willing to bet that. And um, we we talked about it, you know, with Miles Bridges. He gave him some trouble. So A lot of trouble, and that yeah, was the call. Yeah, yeah that it was. Miles so. is a lockdown, man. I'm telling yeah. you, I, that guy is so athletic, it's ridiculous. That was but, a good call uh, by you. For sure. So. Oh, thank you. Siakam's going to be mad, though. So, you know, he's going to probably right. take it out on whatever sap has to guard him here, whether it's Gallo or they try to – I guess they could bring in a Kongwu for Capella and let a Kongwu try to guard him a mm. little bit. Yeah, maybe. But it's it's not a good situation uh, for, for them at all. Um, on the Atlanta side, you know, if I'm going to go that heavy on Toronto, I always want to bring it back on the other side a little bit. Uh, especially since Toronto got beat by like a million points yesterday too. So that wasn't very good. But, you know, the question is, if if you had to go to an Atlanta Hawk, again, putting you on the spot, who who would you go to here? Would you go up for the 9-5 Trey? Or no. is there some other value that you're, you're thinking about? No, I, I like Bogdanovich. That would be oh, my that's right. for Atlanta. Um, okay. Good, yeah, I don't, I don't really know that there was anyone else that stood out to me for Atlanta. You know, I I played Gallo at five one. You know, the dude can yeah, score. Yeah, could be a play. Yeah, and he gets rebounds. So, uh, you know, I'm with you. I think Gallo's uh, a decent call. I'm I am not. I'm telling you right now. I know Capella puts up decent numbers, but man, he's in a Kongwu. So respected now by that team, they're truly mm -hmm. in a, a split. Yeah. So yeah, for me. You know, there is the possibility of Trey Young, but I just I hate going all in on one game and having, mm -hmm. you know, five guys from one game. And then you just have to pray for big scores or overtime. It's yeah. just not usually my style. But, man, I think I'm going to come out of this first game with four players. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely could, too. And, you know, it happened last night where uh, Washington and, and San Antonio got to double overtime and put up all those fantasy points and that was kind of the game you had to have stacked. So maybe we see something like that here. Who knows? Well, we'll take triple overtime. How's that? That, that even sounds better. good to me. <laughs> all right. Second games, a half an hour later at eight o'clock, there's actually three eight o'clock games. It's uh, the Washington wizards at the Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland favored by seven and a half. This, the over under in this game, would you believe it's only two Oh six? You wow. don't see many totals that low. Wizards are not, they couldn't even crack the triple digits. They're 99.25 implied. Cleveland 106.75. Interesting. After, after they scored 157 last night. That, that's what's hilarious. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, but Vegas knows their stuff, so I'm not arguing yeah. with Vegas. But yeah. uh, Washington comes in 27 and 32. They, you know, they've been a sinking ship for quite some time. Cleveland is 35 and 24. Washington, we know, as you said, played last night, double overtime game. Now they had to travel to Cleveland to play. So that's no picnic for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we know, they're somewhat shorthanded as it is. Uh, Cleveland does get uh, a home game here and uh, should be ready to roll. The, you know, the question is, 
they still have Garland and Laverde out. And that creates a whole different dynamic there uh, in Cleveland. So yeah. for, uh, for Washington, uh, Thomas Bryant remains questionable. We've seen that. We saw that yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe it or not, tissue paper Porzingis. Can you believe he's missing another game? Yeah. Isn't that a shocker? They're, they're going to get him for about 10 games, I think. So I, I can't believe it. I mean, that would be the longest stretch of games he's played in, in this uh, last five years if he gets 10 yeah. games in the rest of the year. But, man, is he a competitor. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Cleveland, uh, that that joke was for our man, Jet. He loves when I crush poor Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and then for Cleveland, you've got uh, Frazier questionable, one of their backup guards. But Garland, Lavert, and Rondo, all three out now. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you could rush over there, you may get some backup minutes. Uh, they may <laughs> plug you in there, Crash. Yeah. <laughs> they have no point guard. So I guess it's everybody punched the free square on, on Mr. Goodwin, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that here shortly. I mean, it's going to be mass running to uh, to Goodwin, no question about it. As far as uh, statistically going here, uh, we know that uh, Washington is 23rd in pace, Cleveland 26. So you have that wonderful 206 total. And defensively, Washington stinks. They're 23rd. And we know Cleveland's one of the stingiest in the league at fourth. So I'll, I'll turn it over to you. I mean, as I'm looking right now, and I hate when that happens, but it is what it is. Brandon Goodwin looks like a free square. What do you think? Yeah, he could be for sure. Um, I'm actually not sure if I'm going to go there. Um, I think I like Raul Neto on the other side better. Um, you know, they don't. The flip side of that deal with Goodwin is is they don't really have anyone to defend like they usually do with Garland and Rondo. Um, they're both pretty decent defenders. So, so I do like Neto here. He had you know 44 DraftKings points last night. It's not really why I like him though. He's 4700 on DraftKings. I like that price. Um, 5400 on FanDuel, so I think he's like the same price as Goodwin, so you could go to Goodwin if you want. Uh, but I think I'm going to roll with Neto here. And then for the for the um, Cavs, I do like the bigs. Uh, Evan Mobley at 6800 and then you have Jared Allen. They're, they flipped their prices. Jared Allen is 6800 on uh, FanDuel and 7500 on DraftKings, and Mobley 7500 on FanDuel and 6800 on DraftKings. That's so. hilarious. <laughs> I think they're just trying to screw us up on purpose. Uh, yeah, really. Uh, but last time they played Washington, uh, Allen had 53 DraftKings points. Now, he hasn't put up anything like that recently, but we saw what Yaka uh, Pertle did yesterday, and that's why I like Mobley and Allen here both. So whichever one you like more is who I would go with, and I don't think I'm going to go to Kuzma, especially on DraftKings where he's 8,800 now. So. Yeah, he had a heck of a game though in the last night, that's for sure. Yeah, he did. You know, it's it I love DFS. It's so much fun. Like a month ago when we did this show, if if I would have told you that, you know, your best recommendation at point guard for this the slate was Raul Neto and Brandon Goodwin. Yeah. <laughs> you would have said what? <laughs> right. I know. But that's you know, it's whatever hand you're dealt. I mean, that's how it comes out. I get it. You know, I don't think either. I think Neto's a decent play at 4-7. I mean, he is flat out. I expected Ish Smith to somewhat overtake him there, but Neto's hanging on to his mm-hmm. minutes. So I, yeah. I got, you know, I know the second that I play Neto, though, 
that it's going to be the Ish Smith show. So uh, I'm going to try to stay away from it. But I, I don't think I can get away from Goodwin. You know, Goodwin is uh, a good DFS player. He's He mm-hmm. gets the ball up. He wants to shoot the three, like you mentioned on the other podcast. I mean, he's more of a, a two-playing one. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to score. So I just think it's one of those take the the, the great salary relief and – punch the free square because I don't know who else is going to play point for them. I guess Jetty Osmond will get some point off the bench. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, they really don't have anybody else that can, can handle it. Yeah. He's 4,200 on DraftKings. That's a lot different situation there. He's 54 on, on FanDuel. So that's yeah. what I was looking at. I didn't realize he was that cheap. So yeah, on DraftKings, I would definitely look at Goodwin as a free and square. And you know, if you have the stomach for it, Jetty's probably not a bad play either because I bet you he runs, 20 minutes of this game at point or yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. So, you know, possibility there, maybe a value play. He's only three, nine on DraftKings. So I agree with you. I think Mobley and Allen are both strong plays. You know, Washington's been getting hammered inside. Um, I was, I played Mobley the other day. I was so angry. The first half, he, he literally took zero shots in the first wow. half of that game. Still ended up decent. But I, you know, I don't understand why they're not getting him more involved recently. Yeah, he is a good. great player. Mm-hmm. The fact now, though, that all those guys are out, I got to think he's one of the top options offensively, if not the top. I mean, you know, one thing you can consider too: Lori Markkinen looked terrific, yeah. but how much are they going to push him? You know, that he's just you know coming back, but he looked good at five eight. I mean, that's mm-hmm. pretty cheap. And I think Mobley at 6'8 is, is really cheap as well. And then, like you said, they can't stop bigs. Uh, so Allen at, at 7'5, you know, and flipped on FanDuel. But uh, you, know, you could look at all those guys. So I think Cleveland's got some really good plays here. I do, you know, I'm I am really impressed with Kuzma. But at 8'8, like, you're right. That's just a big mm-hmm. price. And now he's got all those big boys to go against. So that makes it tough. Um other than that, you know, maybe a value a dive with Neto, but I'm probably not going to go there. The guy that's been consistent for me that I'm going to look at again is Denny Avdia. He's only 5K, and he's shown with the minutes he's getting that he's really a points-per-minute guy. He's getting yeah. out there and getting it done. So I'm going to consider him at 5K off their bench. All right. All right, man, let's go to the second of the three 8 o'clock games. It's the San Antonio Spurs and Miami Heat. They both played last night, so back-to-back for both of them. Miami's an 8.5-point favorite, 225.5. Total 108.5 implied for San Antonio. For Miami, it is 117, a a solid total. Spurs 24-36, and Miami 39-21. and We already know the status of who's out here. For Spurs, it's Collins, Langford, Primo, and Richardson. For Miami, it's Deadman, Morris, and Oladipo. So they've got most of their guns uh, back and ready to roll for the Heat. Statistically, again, back-to-back for both San Antonio, a good pace at fifth. So a great pace up for Miami. Miami's second slowest team in the league, so definite pace down. Uh, for the Spurs and playing in Miami is never uh, a picnic. 
As far as defense, Spurs are 19th, so they have moved up a spot or two. Uh, Miami, fifth. They've been in the top five or six uh, the entire year. So what's your view of this game? Because it's uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, my first uh, thought I have to deal with here is whether or not I'm going to play DeJounte Murray. I didn't last night. kind of bit me a little bit. He's one of the top scorers on the slate. Um, but he's below 10K on, on FanDuel at 9,700, and I, that just kind of stands out to me, so I kind of like that. Uh, he's 10-7 on DraftKings, so that's that's pretty steep. Um, and Miami's allowed the fewest fantasy points to point guards this year, so that's something else I have to take into consideration. Uh, but he did have um, – he didn't play the last time they played Miami, but in, in the matchup last April – he did have 56 DraftKings points in that game, and that's when he was still sharing time with Derek White. So yeah. I do have to consider uh, Murray here a little bit. And then Bam Adebayo is probably my favorite play in this game at 8,400. He's 8,400 on DraftKings. He's 9,500 on FanDuel. So not going to go to him on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, I like that price. He scored 40-plus DraftKings points in eight of his last nine games and had 45.3 on uh, February 3rd when they played San Antonio. So I do like out of bio um, and Tyler hero. We talked about him, you know, yesterday, at, I think he was five, nine, he's 6,200 now on DraftKings, Uh, but he had 41.3 DraftKings points in that February 3rd matchup. So I do like hero here. Um, so hero and out of bio for me on Miami and possibly Murray on San Antonio, but that's about it. Yeah. Th- uh, this game is really not that interesting to me. I, I like this game least of all of them you would think how can you say that coach because it's 225 and a half the last game you talked about was 206 i just i just don't like the feel of it with both teams on the back the back to back you know what pop does we don't have to go through that whole pop thing spolster is smart with his players too Mm -hmm. and you know it's an eight and a half spread which i think can i think miami handles them pretty easily here so that's for me for any minutes lost too you know Mm -hmm. And then I'm just not going to pay that price for DeJounte. He's a full fade for me. Maybe he's the best player on the slate. I I mean, he's just been phenomenal. However, like you mentioned, that was my number one point. The Heat give up the least points to a point guard in the league. They're number one. And Murray on a back-to-back, the pop factor there, the fact that he's extremely expensive, I'm just not going to go there. If he throws... 45, 50, 55 on the board. I, I know it's coming, but uh, you just have to swallow that. I think here, if you're going to try to build at least a, a good medium build lineup. Yeah. And uh, I just don't see him throwing one of those 70s down on the heat with the pace mm-hmm. and the deep team defense that they play. So that's how I look at that. Really, you know, I've gone to uh, Vassell a few times. He's been solid. He's definitely playing better. It's just this is a tough team in the heat to play against. But Vassell would be the the cheaper guy at 5-1 that I'd go to if I went to any Spurs, but I don't think that I probably will. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the heat side, Lowry's been priced up now. He's at 7-3. That real cheap price on him is gone. Butler, you know, you could play Butler 9K, but again – you know, if he's not needed down the stretch in a tight game, it's hard for him to get to his number because mm-hmm. really his field goal percentage recently has been very poor. He's not shooting the ball well. Yeah, uh, He does get stats everywhere, but when you're paying 9K for a guy, you need a little bit more offensive efficiency than what he's brought to the table. Um, 
you know, I think that the two guys that have interest for me are the same two that you have. Bam at 8-4 and Tyler Hero at 6-2. Those are the two guys I would consider, but uh, probably not leaning there. And this may be a pass game for me, believe it or not. Yeah, no, I get that. And I think we have to be mindful of both Washington and San Antonio uh, probably going to have some regression tonight and not score anywhere near, obviously not 157 to 153, but I think well below, probably maybe even below 100 for each team. And their, you know, their coaches, you know, Pop's not going to stretch these guys. I mean, they had to travel to Miami after that game. Yeah. They're, I mean, there's no doubt he's going to use that bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Before we get to the last three on the slate, um, real quickly, if you want to join us here at Coach Talk, it's dfscoachtalk.com. All kinds of opportunities for memberships. You want to just dip your toes in the water for a three-day membership for $10. That is wonderful. We have a Luca special. Luca Magic, $77. Bucks, uh, gets you all the way through to April 1st. And I'd uh, love to have you join uh, join on that one. You can also split that payment in half at $38.50 each. So mm -hmm. uh, check us out. We'd love to have you. Great community. We give out a DraftKings clipboard, which gives you five core plays and a, a several other players to choose from to fill out your roster. And every day we give out uh, two lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, a cash slash hybrid, which we play in single entry GPPs, and a true GPP multi-entry lineup. So we got you covered from beginning to end. We'd love to have you join us uh, anytime we are here and ready. All right. The last 8 o'clock game is the Memphis Grizzlies and Chicago Bulls. This looks like a, a really fun one. This is the one I'm probably going to watch the most. Yeah. Chicago's favored by one and a half. It's a nice, healthy 237 total. So it ties with the last game as the highest total uh, on the board. Grizz 117.75 implied. And then the Bulls 119.25. So this is going to be an interesting one. Mm -hmm. For the Spurs, they come in – or I'm sorry, not the Spurs. What am I talking about here? Uh, where did they go? The they were their way up the here. Memphis, 41-20. and 20. How about that? 41-20 and 20 mm -hmm. for Memphis. Amazing. Uh, Chicago's 39-21. and 21. Uh, We know that Brooks and Pons are out for Memphis. Uh, Morant's fine, by the way. It looked like he really got hurt the last mm -hmm. game, but he's good. Um, for Chicago, Ball, Caruso, Williams remain out. So both teams loaded for Bear here. Two really good teams, good records, great matchup, yeah. and uh, this is going to be a fun one. You know, Memphis is fourth in pace, Chicago's 15th, so they're going to get up and down the floor. Memphis is seventh in uh, defense, so they've moved up, but they've leveled off a bit. And uh, Chicago's continued to struggle defensively. They're 20th, but they're winning games because DeMar DeRozan is on one of the best streaks I have seen yeah. in my lifetime. I've never seen a guy, you know, shoot the percentages he is shooting in the last nine games, mm -hmm. uh, especially as a non-center and yeah. putting up 35 point real points every game. So he's been phenomenal, but the question is, does the train stop here on that? Uh, you certainly have to pay the piper for the price on it. So are you going to think of DeRozan or is it finally time to jump off that train? 
I haven't decided yet, but I think I'm going to have DeRozan in at least one of my lineups. Um, okay. Maybe the GPP or maybe, you know, I, I'm not sure yet, honestly, but um, 10 2 on FanDuel, 10 5 on DraftKings. So, yeah, it's a hefty price to pay. Um, but like you said, 35 plus real points in eight straight games. He's too shy of Michael Jordan's record with 10. Um, playing in Chicago. So, I know he's going to do everything he can to obviously extend that streak. Uh, he scored 50-plus DraftKings points in seven of his last eight games. Um, I mean, it's really tough to fade him, you know, so that's going to be a tough decision to make. So that'll be where where the lineup construction starts for this game for sure, deciding to play him or not. Um, I like Io DeSumo. He's 6,200 on both sites. He had his best game of the year last time he played Memphis, which was on January 17th, was 48-and-a-half DraftKings points. Um, but he's also he's played 34, 40, 37, 42 and 42 minutes in the last five games. So he's getting a ton of minutes. Kobe wow. White's gone back to the bench now with Zach Levine back in the starting lineup. So um, he and he and uh, White are priced pretty similarly. But I like to assume since he's starting and he's getting the more majority of the minutes. And on the Memphis side, um, the Bulls have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to power forwards. And I know he's not your favorite guy in the world, but Jaron Jackson is a decent play here. Um, yeah. 7,100 on both sides. Yeah. You know, I, I believe it or not, I think this is a really good spot for Jackson. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fear with him is foul trouble. And right. I know he's done better with it this year. And he's he is inconsistent and not that efficient. But at 7-1, that's a good price for a matchup where, you know, power forwards have been getting it done against mm-hmm. the Bulls. So right. uh, that is that is an interesting play, and I, I agree with you there. Um, I think people are, are going to be a little afraid to play jaw for a couple of reasons. One, because of that injury that looked like it could have been pretty serious the other day. Mm-hmm. And then Datsunmu's defense is very solid for sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a tough call at 9-7, but I'm not counting jaw out. He's on my radar because I think he's going to go under-owned here. I really mm-hmm. do. Uh, and we know just his explosiveness is is always there. Right. So uh, he's definitely on my radar. Um, you know, Zaire Williams had a great game the last time out. But, you know, to go back-to-back with that would be chasing points. But I agree with you, Jackson. Uh, Adam's also at 5'4". Mm-hmm. You know, he's, yeah. he's really cheap. And... He can get you a bunch of rebounds here. Yes, he splits some minutes with some people, but mm-hmm. you know, Vuk likes that outside shot, and he's going to put a bunch of them up. Uh, and you know, Vuk is actually—I have not played Vuk in probably a month, but mm. he's my favorite guy on the Bulls side. And yeah. nobody was been fussing over DeRozan like I mean, I've been touting DeRozan and how what he's doing. I mean, yes, he's catching a, you know a couple games behind. Jordan mm-hmm. for the that many points in that many games in a row, but he's now surpassed Wilt by a lot in the fifty yes. percent plus with thirty five over points. So again, right. I know I've said that every pod the last like four, but I'm just so amazed at that. But I he, I just don't feel it here. I think Memphis's defense is solid enough, mm-hmm. and I just think Jackson's just a freak defensively with his length. I think he could bother DeRozan a little bit. And again, how do you go against a guy on a streak like that? But, you know, he's he's phenomenal and he's playing great. I just think it's this might be a Vuk game. Uh, 
mm. you know, in the paint. I just think they may defer to him a bit. Yeah. I think that they want to play Adams off the floor a bit and, and have Vuk, you know, taking a few more threes, forcing their hand to bring a more athletic big in like a Brandon Clark. So I, I think Vuk's a key player here for me. It is hard to spend up, truthfully, on any of the Bulls, even with the Rosen streak lately. You know, when you see Levine at 8-6, DeMar at 10-5, and Vuk at 9-6, it's like, wow. And then, you know, Dasun was no giveaway anymore at 6-2. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of money to be spent there. And the Grizz uh, are the seventh-best defensive team in the league. They're efficient. They've mm-hmm. played so many games without Brooks now. They've really learned to defend well. And that's why Zaire Williams is in there as, as the starter with Brooks out because yeah. he's an adept defender. So, you know, it's it's a little bit tough. I haven't made my final decisions here, but, you know, I could go totally against the grain and, and ownership and maybe have a, a Morant-Vuk standoff hmm. here, which I think is going to be very contrarian. Yeah. But I still think those two can be the, the top two score DFS scores. Uh, in this game. So, mm. you know, you, you you can't win if you don't put yourself out there. Sometimes. Right. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Two more 830 and a nine. We don't have any 10 or 1030 games tonight, which is odd, but just an 830 and a nine left. The 830 games of Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks. You know a little bit about those Bucks, mm-hmm. but it's a double digit spread. It is right up there with the other two games, though. With a total of 236.5, Milwaukee minus 10. Brooklyn is 113.25 implied, and the Milwaukee Bucks are a big 123.25, which is the biggest implied total on the slate. So you're probably going to have like four bucks in your lineup. Um, Brooklyn is 31 and 29, Milwaukee's 36 and 24. We have a probable tag for Goran Dragic, which I still don't. I'm going to keep crying about because I wanted him to back up here in Dallas, but mm-hmm. he's going to be backing up in Brooklyn. Then Duran Harrison Simmons still out. Milwaukee Hill is questionable. Might get a few minutes back in that rotation, but we'll see. We know Connaughton and Lopez are out, but Lopez is getting closer. We've seen yeah. your tweets. We know you're wanting Lopez back. So what do you think about your Bucks game, man? You're the inside in – Inside skinny with any Bucks games. Uh, yeah, so Giannis, you know, obviously you got to start there. 11-7 on FanDuel, 11-8 on DraftKings, of course, is a huge price to pay. Um, he's averaging 61 DraftKings points at home versus 53 on the road. His last three games at home, he's had 68, 74, and 75 DraftKings points. So huge numbers. But like you mentioned, I'm not sure how close this game is going to stay. Um, the last time they played, which was, uh, well, last time they played in Milwaukee, I should say, which was at the very beginning of the year in the season opener, um, they pretty much blew out Brooklyn and that's when Harden and Durant were playing. So I have a hard time seeing, um, the Nets staying in this game very long, which is why I like Javon Carter making his his, uh, Bucks debut against Brooklyn at minimum price on DraftKings at 3000. Wow. Um, Hill, if he's out, you know, Lyndall Wigington was sent back to the G League, so they don't really have anyone else to back up Drew Holiday. So I think Carter will get some solid minutes here, like I said, against his former team making his debut on national TV. I just like Hill back, right? 
Unless Hill's back. Yeah, if Hill's back, I'm not probably going to go there. But if, if Hill's out, then I think I do like Carter as a men, you know, just kind of a value play here. Uh, and that's really about it for me, honestly. Yeah, nothing on the net side? No, because to me, the best way to attack the box is in the paint. And I just don't see a dominant big for the nets. So, Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I... I actually think Kyrie's a good play today. I know Drew's a great defender, but we know that the Bucks give up a lot of threes. So yeah. Kyrie at 9-9, Curry at 6-1 should get a bunch of threes up. And I can't believe it because I haven't played him at all because he's he's just gone downhill so much. But Patty Mills is only 4-8. That just mm-hmm. seems like, how do you pass up 4-8? Too cheap, yeah. It is. I mean, I felt like that that way about Westbrook last night, and that didn't turn out well. But right. I, I mean, I don't want to force in a Patty Mills, especially since I've been dogging him lately. But man, oh man, it makes you wonder. But all three of those guys should get up a bunch of threes against a Milwaukee team that just you know dominates the paint, but but doesn't quite get out to the the three point line. So you know, I I think one of those guys for Brooklyn is a solid play. Uh, I don't, I'm not thrilled to pay up for nine, nine Kyrie, but uh, yeah, he could have a big game here and, you know, it's probably getting close to where he's not going to have to miss any more games Yeah, with New York uh, looking like they should lift that mask mandate this coming week. So I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to chew on that, but I, I'm probably going to have one of those guards from Brooklyn and hope that they're, you know, gunning threes. Um, Cam Thomas off the bench. He's 5'3", though, is a little tough. But, man, that guy, he is a gunner. He never mm-hmm. saw a shot he didn't like. So yeah. when he gets in there, he's going to get him up. And, again, you know, I think the outside shooting is the only thing that's going to keep Brooklyn at least semi-close. Plus, if Milwaukee does stretch out the lead, mm-hmm. Cam's probably the, the most uh, blowout-proof wow. guy. Yeah. So, you know, he could get five threes up in, in mop-up time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, James Johnson, 4-1, should get a lot of minutes because he's going to have to guard Giannis. That's, yeah. you know, could be a decent place to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't feel, you know, comfy about it, but, you know, it's it's a good possibility. Uh, so, you know, I, I could have some Nets exposure. You know, the big question will be Giannis. I mean, is he the pay-up guy? He generally is. You know, there's no Luka uh, on this slate. There is the Joker. So, it probably comes down to, for, for most people, I believe that they'll pay up for either Giannis or the Joker and yeah. go from there. So I think that's the decision. And, you know, it, it's nice sometimes to fade the bigs like that, you know, but I don't think you can fade both. That's just my mm-hmm. my gut feeling. I haven't made the decision between Giannis and the Joker yet, but I think the optimal lineups you see out there on all sites are going to have one or the other. And, you know, the question is, the Bucks at home could roll the Nets. The Nuggets at home could roll the Kings. It's possible. But, you know, got, you've got literally the two best DFS points per minute guys in the league, bar none, mm-hmm. in Giannis and Joker. So, to me, you've got to roll one of them out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the decision that, that ends up being a big one. Yeah. As, far, as far as the other Bucks guys, you know, it's – it's interesting. I mean, Porter Portis might not be a bad play at six seven. His prices come down just a bit. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, he can attack the interior there. I don't like the fact that Ibaka is stealing some of the minutes from him and Giannis, though. Yeah. But but Portis is still dangerous, and he's going to go low-owned. Um, you know, if you have the guts for it, I mean, Holiday and, and Middleton, obviously, if you're going to play Giannis, you don't really want to go to those guys. But mm-hmm. at 7-7 seven, seven and 7-6, seven, I mean, if they get enough run, uh, yeah. you know, that – they, there's really nobody to guard them. I think, you know, I haven't gone to Middleton, oh my gosh, since uh, who knows, December. But this could be a perfect spot for him. I don't know who's going to guard him, but it's not going to be a good job uh, yeah. the way it looks right now, unless they bring Bruce Brown in or Bruce Brown gets into the starting lineup. But uh, yeah, I'm tempted on Middleton a bit. Mm-hmm. And again, Holiday's not the worst play either. So if I don't go Giannis here, Crash, I'll probably go with one of your boys, uh, Holiday or Middleton. Yeah, and I do have a note here about Middleton. He has scored 49 DraftKings points in his last five games against Brooklyn, an average of 49. So that could be a sharp play. It could be a sharp play if this game stays close. Yeah, because nobody's been – he hasn't had any ownership to talk of lately, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, Chief, last game, 9 o'clock ends up being the, the midnight oil burner here. It's an early night sleep uh, yeah. for everybody. It's the Sacramento Kings at the Denver Nuggets. Denver is favored by 7.5. 237 is the total. 114.75 for Sacramento. And the second biggest implied for Denver at 122.25. Coming into the game, Sacramento's 22 and 39, Denver 34 and 25. We have a questionable tag on Rashawn Holmes, and we have out for Terrence Davis. For Denver, Zeke Naji is questionable, and then Kanchar, Murray, and Porter remain out for Denver. So interesting game here. Sacramento's seventh in pace, and Denver's 21st. Uh, but defensively, Sacramento second worst in the league, and Denver also below league average at 17th. So this could be a really juicy game. I'm thinking mm-hmm. if I had to put money on the game that I thought would be the highest scoring on the slate, it would be this one. I mean, it's only a half a point higher than Brooklyn-Milwaukee, and it's tied with Memphis and Chicago, so it's not like any hot take or anything, but I just, this game seems like it could be an up and down decent game, which means we need some exposure. What do you think? I agree. And I mean, they just played on Thursday and it was a close game. Um, Jokic, you know, for me, I'm honestly leaning towards Jokic over Giannis. Oh, I'm going to call him and tell him right now. I'm (laughs) giving a personal call. Crash has given up on you, Giannis. Why don't you just turn it in, come to Dallas. We'll take care of you here. Yeah, so so he's to me he's the safest play on the slate. Um, he scored 65 DraftKings points against Sacramento Thursday. He scored 70.95 DraftKings points per game in his last five games against them, and wow. he scored no less than 54 DraftKings points in 14 of his last 15 games. What a so, bum! <laughs> <laughs> so to me, that is the, the safest play as you can get on the slate. Um, so for cash, I'm definitely leaning towards Jokic. Um, wow. Monty Morris, good play here, I think, 5,200. He had 32.5 DraftKings points on uh, Thursday against Sacramento. Um, I like Will Barton here. Sacramento's allowed the second most fantasy points to shooting guards. He had 44 DraftKings points Thursday. 
And I was going to ask you, since you were the one that kind of led the charge for Sabonis, what do you think about Sabonis in this spot? Do you like him again, or do you think you're going to go away from him? You know, I I think he's been terrific, and I, I've been on his bandwagon because he has something to prove there. But I just I don't have the feel tonight for it. I, I think there's mm-hmm. a couple of reasons. I think, you know, the altitude in Denver – yeah, you know the the luster's worn off of having to prove himself as you know the trade not being a bust with Halliburton. So I just think a slight let up the travel, the interior defense with Gordon specifically helping out the Joker and Jeff Green is pretty physical as well. I'm going to be off Sabonis today. I like him, but mm-hmm. at that price, I think it's a better fade. I'd rather use yeah, that, that salary elsewhere. Yeah, I get that. I do like that that uh, prize picks play though at twenty and a half. I think that's a pretty solid play. I think he can get twenty one points, even if he doesn't have a huge game. Twenty one doesn't seem like a lot. He had thirty three the other night. Yeah, uh, so I think twenty two, twenty three, you know, somewhere around there is pretty doable. Yeah, yeah. I I hate turn coding on these guys because DeRozan, Sabonis, these are the guys that have been bringing in the cash for me. But True. it just you know every day is a new day. You can't. Yep. You hang on too too long and just have that heartfelt, you know, I don't want to let the guy go. He got it done for me. But, you know, the, every situation is different. And in this one, I just don't think it, it it's right on the money. Now, I do like Fox, though, at 8-3. I know he's not shooting mm-hmm. the ball well. But if you're going to go with the Joker, it's yeah. I think it's nice to have somebody on the opposite side. And Fox seems like the most logical play to me. Do you like De'Aaron? A little bit. Um, I I think I think I'm leaning, you know, more towards the Morris and Barton in this game, um, okay. and, and and possibly fading Sacramento here. But um, I don't know. Fox just hasn't hasn't done it for for me when I've played him. So I just maybe I'm a little gun shy. Yeah, he can have some off games because he's not an adept outside shooter per se, mm-hmm. but. You know, I think pace-wise here, uh, this this game could play into his hands. And he hasn't gotten much ownership, you know. And people are forgetting, you know, with Halliburton gone, uh, he's going to have a lot sure. more consistency with having the ball in his hands and, and getting uh, points one way or the other DFS-wise. Yeah. But really, that's it. I, I The secondary guys, I'm not that crazy about. You know, I always, for some reason, consider Aaron Gordon – because his price is always just right where it's tempting, and he's at five nine again. Yeah. So you know he's always a go to if you need a semi valued late guy as well. But I'm with you, man. It's you know is it the Joker? Is it Giannis? That's still my question. I haven't made my mind up as it sounds like you have yet. But I think you're right. I think the as a cash player myself, I, I think Joker is the most wise play, the safest play, and probably needed play on uh in your cash and single entry lineups mm-hmm. yeah i think for me besides sabonis um i would i would maybe consider harrison barnes on the sacramento side that would probably be my top play for sacramento yeah could be he might get aaron gordon defense would be shut down city though so beware of that yeah that's true that's yeah. true all right man it is time for the wonderful fan duel Two brains are better than one. And when we say two brains with Crash and I, it's more like one and a half brains are better than one. But, you know, that's okay. We'll take whatever we need to take. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to build this lineup for you right now 
uh, and we we're recommending this for your GPP plays today. So we're going to take a little more risk than we would uh, in cash games, etc. So uh, we're going to roll it out and go. And if it's okay with you, I will take the first pick this this time around. Okay. I'm going to take power forward Evan Mobley. Okay. I will go ahead and take... Uh, I'm going to make a pivot. I'm going to go to um, Scotty Barnes again, small forward. I like that play. I like Scotty Barnes a lot, and I think he's underpriced big time. No question about it. Um, I'm going to back up what I just said. I know you may not be totally thrilled with it because he's expensive, but he's going to be contrarian, and this is a GPP lineup, I think. So I'm going to go $8,200 De'Aaron Fox. Okay. I am going to – let's see if I'm going to do that. There's a lot of good choices tonight. This is a good yeah. card. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, just blatantly obvious. There's some some good plays. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to take... We have 6,400 average per guy, so we're still in good shape. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Javon Carter for the value at point guard. Wow. That is gutsy. I'll go with another buck. I just got the gut feeling on Chris Middleton today. Just, you know, I yeah. just feel it. Uh, do, should I take him at small forward or shooting guard? Uh, I think shooting guard. All right. So Chris Middleton there. And then I have to put Carter in as the ultimate. He's going to be like, Less than 1% owned for sure. Mm -hmm. I know. So we have 6,900 per spot. Shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. This is a GPP. I think I'm going to go with Siakam. I like, I like that. At which spot? Power forward. Power forward. Okay. I, I totally respect that play. Uh, let's see if I can save us a few bucks here. Um, now they're going to play him off the floor, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, let's look at, I think he's underpriced as well. And I'm, I'm torn on a few guys here, so I'm using all of my clock here for my draft choice. <laughs> He's this man. I'd love to take this guy. The pricing is tougher. They yeah. it looks like some of their prices really shifted. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with another Cavalier just because I think his price is about to go through the roof. Uh. $5,700 small forward Lori Markinen. Okay. 
Because they, they, I mean, who's going to score for Cleveland tonight against right. terrible, tired Washington defense? I mean, take <laughs> a small forward and a power forward that are both seven feet tall on top yeah. of that. So there you go. All right. So we both avoided center the whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man. You know, if if uh Hill is ruled in, we'll be updating this. Yeah, for uh, sure. And 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 you know, scooping Carter out of there. So stay in touch in Discord and then on Twitter we'll we'll be posting that uh or if anybody else gets, you know, uh, knocked out of there. I like, okay, 50. Well, the wood burning. 5,800 Will Barton. Will Barton at shooting guard for 5,800 bananas. So I'm forced to take the center today. I was fading center all the way around. I didn't want to pick it. <laughs> but now I'd have to, and I can't go to him. That'd be three Cleveland guys. I guess I'm going to leave some money on the table in case we have to do that change later. Mm -hmm. Since we didn't take Gian we didn't take the Gian Giannis or the Joker here, but that's okay. Right. Uh, I think I'm going to go Bobby Portis, 6,400. Okay. That leaves us $400 on the table, and the lineup would be Fox, Carter, Middleton, Barton, Barnes, Markinen, Mobley, Siakam and Portis. Now that's a contrarian lineup if I've ever seen one. Yeah. And we've got three bucks, so we must be doing something wrong, right? Middleton. <laughs> yeah. And did I pick? I took all three of them, didn't I? Two of them. Oh, okay. You took Carter. Oh, that's right. Carter. Okay. I'm still thinking he'll mind play, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Brooklyn's not exactly adept defensively, so. It is a weird slate. Do you think we should move down from? Um, I don't know. I like Siakam, though. I don't know. I like him. I think we stick with it. Let's see what the news is. We can always tweak it. We got several hours before lock. Yeah. This is definitely. So you're going to be in your. I can't believe I'm three Milwaukee Bucks, man. This this is like winning the lottery for you. You got to be ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty nice. And we'll watch the three of them all stand there and watch Giannis go right down the middle and dunk it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, man. It has been fun like it is every Saturday. Um, yeah. I'm not done for the day, though. If you want to catch me with Gundacker, 3 Eastern, we're going to go live. We'll put the link up on Twitter. At, uh, we're at DFS Coach Talk. I am at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, and Crash. Is at JP Davis 1982. I actually knew that finally after months and months of getting it screwed up. So, yeah, check us out there. But we'll be posting that link and then in our Discord as well. Uh, and Gunn and I will go through it. Uh, I'll let Gunn know that you took uh, Javon Carter as your top play. See what Gunn has to say about that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. For sure. But uh, just some value. So, you got to love it. Hey, it happens all the time. These guys, you know, you look at on FanDuel, I like you can look at the leaders and see who's doing what. And it's like, how did this guy get the same amount of DFS points as this guy? I mean, yeah. what is going on? But yeah. uh, 
you never know, man. Anything can be a winner. And weird ones like that are the stuff, kind of stuff that takes stuff down. So, mm -hmm. all right, my friend. Enjoyed it. Uh, have a great Saturday. And uh, uh, we're definitely going to get after it and, and see what we can get done. I'll be back tomorrow for an eight-game slate solo. Uh, but, again, you can catch me this afternoon live. Uh, we'll be on YouTube at 3 Eastern. All right. Thank you, Crash. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. Please uh, give a thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button. That means a lot to us. A little comment in there. Questions, we'll always answer those. I'll be diving in when this premieres. Uh, if you have any questions, well, the, the pod's going on too. So, all right, have a great one. And we will see you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.